What's so awesome when your clients can come to you being informed about the way that you work and you're not just getting tire kickers, you're getting people who can say what you do back to you, like they've enrolled themselves. You're listening to the Content 10X podcast where it's all about content repurposing. I'm Amy Woods and I'm here to help you maximize your content and find smart ways to get your message in front of more of the right people whilst also saving time. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Content 10X podcast. I'm your host, Amy Woods, founder of Content 10X, and this week's episode is all about how to grow beyond your own audience and how to get your message and your content in front of new and different audiences by getting more visibility online. I have a fantastic guest joining me. Lisa Simone Richards is a PR and visibility strategist for online coaches who want to get more eyes on their business. Through her free workshops, masterclasses and mentorship program, she gives the insider secrets on how to get exposure and reach more people without spinning on social media and wasting money on Facebook ads. So Lisa teaches people how to get more visibility, which makes them more sales. Her clients go from invisible to in demand in getting interviewed on top podcasts, partnering with big names in their industry and building their authority expert status. They get featured on major media like Fox, NBC, Forbes, Inc and more. In this episode, we talk about the ways that you can take your solid, consistent messaging from your own content and repurpose it onto the platforms of others. So we talk about podcast appearances, live streams, websites, magazines, radio, TV and more. But specifically, we're looking at the smart ways to gain awareness, buzz and visibility. Also, the mistakes to avoid and how to get maximum ROI from earned media. Let's jump in. Lisa, welcome to the Content 10X podcast. Amy, how fun is it for us to be talking again? Because I think the first time we met was what, six-ish years ago, five years ago? It is funny how the world just kind of comes around in the in the network and connections you make, isn't it? So it's great to be speaking to you again. Um, I think actually it was a previous business I was involved in when we first met. It wasn't Content 10X, so that's even that's no. an even cooler story. So <laughs> we were doing different things, and then I remember I saw Content 10X a few years ago, and I'm like, oh, that's what Amy's up to now. And here we are today. Here we are today, which is fantastic. <laughs> so Content 10X listeners, they're always um, creating lots of content and we are looking at how we leverage our content in different ways so how we repurpose and how we maximize content so it's so exciting to think about what if we could take content and put it in front of new faces so that's what we we want to dig into and I'm really excited to speak to you about that and just to to kick things off so we're talking about getting visible with our content and specifically like leveraging other platforms. What is the difference between content and visibility? 
So here's a distinction I love to make because obviously I know your listeners are really good about content. And I feel like a lot of online business owners are so good about making sure they're doing content on their Instagram, their Facebook posts, their email marketing. But what we have to remember is content is nurturing our existing audience. It's not necessarily bringing new people in. Gone are the days of doing a post on Instagram and using hashtag business coach and thinking that's going to draw leads and followers in because it is not. Um, so I want to make sure that entrepreneurs are also focusing on visibility. And what I mean by that is making sure you're getting in front of new leads, new faces every single week. Check in with your metrics. Has your email list grown this week? Has your Facebook group grown this week? Has your number of followers on Instagram and any other platform you're on grown this week? We need to make sure you're constantly getting in front of new people because if you're putting an offer in front of the same, say, 10 people over and over and over again, you can't be surprised that your sales aren't increasing. So we got to make sure we're consistently adding new people in. And that's really going to help our nurture content that we're already doing because new people are coming in and we're building that no like, and trust factor. So the content you're already doing is great. Let's just make sure that it, we're bringing in new people to put their eyes on it. Yeah, hundred percent. And I know that you talk about the, um, the ABC of visibility. Is that a what? awareness buzz and credibility right is you that it. <laughs> yeah. yeah so would you mind talking to that a little bit in terms of what that means absolutely and I have a story to share around that so anything begins with intention for me so whenever we're working to get visibility to reach new people chances are we're not just doing it for the sake of doing it and we might be I had a client who wanted to see her name in self magazine because it's a magazine she read her whole life and that was it she didn't care if it got clients or not but theoretically or traditionally most of us are looking for some kind of specific business ROI on it so what is that intention and that comes down to the ABCs of visibility so you nailed it a stands for awareness this is getting in front of your ideal client, the person who has the power and the capability to pay you, the person whose problem that you want to solve. So this is getting in front of the kind of person who wants to hire you. If they don't know that you exist, they simply cannot work with you. The B stands for buzz. Um, I like to liken this to when a movie's coming out. Let's say you're about to launch a course, a podcast, a program, whatever it might be. You don't want people just hearing about it once. They need to hear about it over and over and over again. I think a lot of us are familiar with that stat from a few years ago that it takes seven touch points in marketing for a consumer to make a buying decision. <laughs> that number is a lot higher now. So you definitely want to make sure if you're about to launch something to get it in as many places at, at once, say in you know, the 30 days leading up to that launch. Um, and then C stands for credibility. Let's say that you already have you know, your businesses going and you want to really elevate your thought leadership your authority, your expert status. There are people in the industry that you've done their courses and gone to their conferences and you've looked up to, and now you want your name said in the same sentences with them. You want to build relationships with those individuals and hit that status. That's looking for credibility. So whether you're looking for awareness, buzz, or credibility is going to differently impact what kind of visibility you're going for. And I'd love to share a story that really highlights that. Um, a lot of online business owners that I work with they really want to get into those publications that they've always loved. For example, that client I mentioned with Self Magazine. So I remember one day being on a sales call with a copywriter and she was sharing with me, um, you know, Lisa, my goal right now is I want to book new clients. I work with new coaches who are setting up their first funnel, their first sales page, and I need to bring clients into my business since I'm getting started. And when it comes to visibility, I would love to be featured on this one podcast called, and I'm going to butcher the name here, uh, The Copy Chat. Let's pretend that was it. I can't remember what the actual name of the show was. Um, but she was like, Lisa, I would love to be on the copy chat. Like all my favorite copywriters that I look up 
to. They've been there. And once I have an episode on that show, I'll know that I've made it. So I had to share with her, okay, but there's a disconnect here. Your ideal client, the person who's just getting started an online business, they're probably not so knee-deep in copy that they're listening to a copy-dedicated podcast. So while it would be cool to get there and build your credibility and get your name set in the same, you know, on the same shows as the people you look up to, that's not going to attract your ideal client. So what we need to pay attention to is what shows are online business coaches listening to? What beginner shows are they learning? Where can you get featured on those? Because now you're getting in front of um, your ideal client, but not only that, you're not lost in the noise. If you get heard on a copywriting show with a bunch of other copywriters, guess what you are? Just another copywriter in the bunch. However, if you go on an online business show and you talk about copywriting and you are the copywriting person that they happen to feature that month, that year, all of a sudden now you're standing out in the crowd and magnetizing and attracting the right people to you. So I always encourage people to think first, before they're even figuring out where to get seen, what is the intention? Awareness, buzz, or credibility, and then you can actually take the action and get the visibility that's going to satisfy that goal yeah and and it's really interesting what you said about obviously truly understanding your audience and and where where they are and the content that they're consuming it reminds me of you know some tools so there's a specific tool online tool called spark toro and there's there's other examples too that really help you dig into audience insights and you can you know you can put certain things about your audience and it will say what podcasts these kinds of people are listening to and what blogs they're reading and what email newsletters they're subscribing to because I guess it, it's that kind of intel that you need to know what you need to be in front of it are there any other kind of tools or tactics that you um, recommend for you know doing that audience insight analysis to know where you should be Absolutely. Um, so number one, you could just check in with your ideal clients, the people that you've loved working with, the people that you know would be the perfect fit for you and ask them, hey, when you're looking for information on the topic I'm an expert on, where do you turn to for it? And they can let you know the shows they're listening to, the websites they're turning to, the influencers that they're following. That's going to give you a great start as to where you get to be seen. Um, the other strategy and tactic that I teach or strategy really is I call it success leaves clues. I'm a big believer in drawing inspiration from and not recreating the wheel. To be clear, I do not believe in copying, but I absolutely believe in drawing inspiration from. So I often share with my clients, think about somebody who is competitive to you. And I don't like the word competitive because I'm a true believer in collaboration. I love partnering with other PR and visibility strategists all the time. But you know, for the sake of this example, think of someone competitive to you who's maybe three to five steps ahead of you. Go on Google and type in their name plus podcast. You know, I could look up Amy Wood's podcast and it's going to bring up a list of shows that you've been on and uh, not saying that you're my competitor, but just, you know, the yeah, example right now. Um, <laughs> So when you do that search, you're going to find a bunch of shows that are likely going to be a good fit for you as well, because it already shows you that they cover that topic. You just need to approach it from a different angle. So that's one way I start finding a bunch of the right shows. I look up, you know, three to five people who do something similar to me, look, in, look up their name plus podcast, and I get a bunch of shows spat out to me thanks to Google. Um, another approach that I often take is who are people that are complementary to you? So for example, I am a PR and a visibility strategist. A lot of the people who work with me are online coaches and they work with business coaches. So a show where a business coach has been featured could be a great place for me because people who are working on building a business aren't doing it so that nobody knows that they exist. They want people to know about the work that they've been putting in. So I think about the business coaches that I've worked with in the past. I'm like, 
what shows have they been on? Type in their name plus podcast. And that starts to bring up a whole nother funnel of shows for me to start going down. So you can just draw inspiration from the people who've walked the path ahead of you to get started. Think about somebody who is competitive to you collaboration over competition, but again, uh, for the sake of the example, and somebody who's complimentary to you, and that in itself will, you could probably have a list of 20 shows real easy off the bat from that. And, and let's say you do that research and you have the list of, of shows, um, perhaps it's it's podcasts or it's, uh, you know, live streams that you'd like to go on or, or even like magazines, publications that, that you mentioned earlier, and you've got this great list. So it's the, the dream list. How do you then make it happen so it seems to me like I think a lot of people would be thinking but it just sounds really hard to then actually bring that to life and, and actually you know make it happen and appear on these shows podcasts magazines publications so how does that work uh, so what I love to teach my clients and I think this is really in alignment with your message as well is first we think about what is a message that's going to resonate that you can use over and over and over again I'm a big believer and this is something I learned from Lisa Sasevich in 2017 so I always love to give her credit for this line but um, she had learned from her father don't change your talk change your audience and that line made a huge impact on me so what I do what my clients do we come up with kind of a standard message that we can use you know let's say for example we're focusing on podcasts sometimes we might might be on a television outreach. Um, but I also understand that my clients are busy running businesses. They're not trying to be a publicist like me. So I got to keep it nice and simple and clear and repetitive for them. So a lot of the time we start off with podcasts, but again, of course, this can apply to any platform. So first off, you have to figure out what the platform is, which we've talked about. Then you have to come up with a good message, something again, you can lather, rinse and repeat. Um, an example of this is one of my clients. Her name is Nora Deborah. She is a preconception health uh, health so she works with women on their pregnancy journey and their fertility journey. And she came up with her four R's uh, for pre for her four R's for fertility, four ways of eating. You um, remove inflammatory foods, you replace them with like good foods, you rebalance your gut and you are something or the other. I can't remember number four. I'm sorry, Nora. But she came up with her four R's and she just looked up every single fertility podcast and she said the same thing over and over again. It was so boring for her to be honest, but it was so consistent. And anytime someone's looking her up, it's probably their first time hearing it. And if they listen to her on multiple shows, they're just reinforcing the way that she works. So it's great when they come back to her. So anyways, I digressed a little bit there. The point of that story was to get a message that's recyclable, that you don't need to come up with a new pitch all the time. Um, once you figured out what that message is and what's I want to share with people is you have it in you. It's already there. I guarantee it. You just need it evoked out of you. Um, I love listening to my clients talk for about 30 minutes and they're like, I'm confused. I don't know. And I'm just like, well, from what I heard you say, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh my God, that's perfect. So it's in you. It just needs to be pulled out of you. So once you figure out what that message is, you need to identify who is the gatekeeper, who is the person who has access to this podcast, this a social media platform, this TV show, this website. It could be a podcast host, a television show producer, a website editor. Um, you could look up somebody who's written an article about the kind of content you'd love to be featured for and then Google their name plus email address. That's a really easy way to start finding somebody. Um, so you want to identify who's the person you need to know. And then you just need to send them the pitch, as it's called, the email saying, hey, this is a little bit about who I am. These are the results that I create for people. This is the value that I would love to bring to your platform. And this is what people would walk away from it with at the end of the, of the day. Would this be helpful? Because I would love to come and share my expertise. That's really, in essence, what the pitch is going to look like. And then, you know, just putting yourself out there for the publicity. So it's 
you know, it's actually a part of what I call my five P's for positioning, publicity, and profit. Number one, pick your perfect client. We talked about that earlier. Uh, number two, position yourself as a solution. Come up with that message that solves somebody's problem and that's repeatable. Number three, pick your platform. Is it going to be websites, magazines, podcasts, whatever it might be? Uh, number four, pitch for publicity finding that person, sending that email. And then finally, once you get that publicity, we got to use our publicity for profit. How are we leveraging our appearances to attract a higher client, to sell more offers, to increase our prices, um, whatever that to establish ourselves maybe is more of a premium brand. So we get to take that publicity because like, you know, when Tony Robbins is a coach, no one just pays him a little bit of money. He's built himself up. He has been featured on Forbes and NBC and all these different platforms. So we then take that publicity and figure out how we can use that to increase the revenue in your business. Yeah, I, I really like that. No, I really like that. And and just, um, you know, kind of going back to what you said about, I guess, coming up with your message and that repeatable. So the client that you have with the, the formula that she talks about and the um, the methodology, because this is something I talk about a lot with content repurposing in terms of being on track with your message. So if you want to become known for something and if you want people to hear your name and then reel off exactly what you'd want them to reel off because, because you're controlling the message and controlling what people think of you and the problem that they know that you can help solve, then you can't have this big scattergun approach to your messaging, can you? You can't be talking about, you know, one thing one day, one thing another day, one thing another day, and then constantly having a bit of a scattergun message because ultimately people might say they've heard of you, but then when somebody says, what do they do? What problem do they solve? And they're like, I don't really know. And I, so I really like what you said about how, you know, you do need to approach this with, coming up with that, uh, you know, that, that thing that you want to be known for, if you can come up with some kind of framework that you can share or methodology or something like that. And I guess as content creators, if we have our own platform, so if we have um, blogs, maybe our own podcast, maybe uh, our own like weekly YouTube video show or something like that, and we get used to creating our own content, it must make it a lot easier to then go and be, you know, sharing on another person's platform. So do you, is that something that you recommend to get comfortable on your own platforms because it will help you be more, uh, I guess, confident on other platforms or does that not really matter? It's an interesting question. Um, that, you know, I think it probably would make sense to be featured on, be comfortable on your own platforms because you practice your messaging. You know, a lot of people come to me and they're like, Lisa, I want to be on Oprah, on Oprah's TV show. I'm like, okay, so you want your, your first time on television to be on a live national, in front of a live national audience. What if you flop? Like, I mean, I'm not trying to be mean, but like when that red light is flashing at you and you know, millions of people are watching on the other side, you can freeze. So are you sure that's what you want your first appearance to be? So a lot of the time I have my clients start on a smaller platform to test their messaging, to practice to develop their confidence. So yeah, take advantage of having your own platform and really polishing up that message. You know, I have a weekly Facebook show in my group called Live with Lisa. And every week it opens with the same line. Hi, I'm Lisa Simone Richards. I'm a PR and visibility strategist. And I work with online coaches who want to get seen everywhere. 
people can count on me to say that. And they probably get, not that they get tired of hearing me say, but they can repeat it too. And that's exactly what we want them to be able to do. So having that clear, repeatable message that maybe makes you a little bit bored, but it creates consistency. It's funny because one of the things, one of the things that will drive my husband crazy when we live together is that I watch a ton of YouTube and my favorite YouTubers have something similar. They all start their show with the same thing. The TV shows we watch have the opening credits. So having that consistency, you know, that's why we can hum the opening to our favorite TV shows. They don't necessarily change it every week. So it's so powerful to have that consistent message that people can actually start repeating back to you. That's when you know you're doing it right. And one thing that I love about having that repeatable message, I mentioned my client who has her four R's for getting pregnant. When people come to sales calls with her, so, you know, they listen to her on two or three podcasts, they're building that no like, and trust factor. And then when they come to a call, they're repeating the four R's to her. They're already yeah. enrolled in her method. They just wanted that one-on-one -on -one touch point before actually handing their credit card over to, you know, have the transaction to work together. So it's mm. so awesome when your clients can come to you being informed about the way that you work and you're not just getting tire kickers, you're getting people who can say what you do back to you. Like they've enrolled themselves. Hey, just a little break from this week's episode to let you know about becoming a content 10x insider. If you want more content repurposing tips and advice, then why not join hundreds of business owners, marketers, and content creators who get them delivered straight to their inbox once a week by subscribing to the content 10x newsletter. As well as tips and advice, you get industry updates, inspiring stories, exclusive content offers, and more. You can subscribe at content10x.com forward slash newsletter, and there's a link in the show show notes too. Okay, back to this week's episode. People these days do due diligence, don't they? I mean, it's not a time where you would just come across somebody and then go to a sales page and pay. You know, we we all would go to Google, we would become you know desktop warriors and researchers and we we would we would look and we'd see that oh, they've got a podcast listen to an episode oh they you know they've written this blog post so there's all this video content and you go down a rabbit hole if you're considering investing in somebody investing in their business their product their service or them as a, a coach or something like that you um you need more content to often just get um kind of your teeth into don't you to really do that due diligence and that research which again means marrying up of your content and other content just is a good blend isn't it really and I'm so happy to hear you say that because I say that all the time when I'm talking to my clients or on a podcast, I'm like, you have to remember that the same behavior you take as a consumer is what your ideal client is doing. They are Googling you. They are researching you. They're not just handing over thousands of dollars. Like if I'm going out for dinner, which is going to be like 30 bucks, I'm looking up who has the best XYZ in Toronto that I want to go to. And I'm making an informed decision on such a small ticket purchase. So when it comes to thousands of dollars, people are doing that with you. So one thing I want people to keep in mind is think about what's going through your ideal client's mind as they're doing this search. If you're just showing up on your own platforms, what does that say about you versus them seeing, oh, they've been on these 10 podcasts on, on NBC.com and on this website and this blog. All of a sudden, you've just gone from being any other coach out there to being the coach who has been seen on A, B, and C platform. So as you're getting these kind of credibility building opportunities, whether it's TV shows, mag magazines, websites, podcasts, Add some of those as seen on logos to your website. So the second somebody lands there, they have that mental transition of, oh, okay, this is not just anybody. Yeah, 100%. And if um, when people get 
an opportunity to have some great publicity and, and PR. So let's say that you land that, uh, you know, that wonderful uh, TV show, let's say that you wanted to get on and you get this opportunity and you're, you're going to go on it. What kind of mistakes do people sometimes make that this opportunity maybe gets blown through um, some kind of lack of prep or just some insider knowledge to know how do you maximize this opportunity that you have? I can so, so easily share that. The number one mistake I find any business owner makes when they get a feature somewhere, um, and maybe it's a little bit different for a retail product, but um, for coaches like us and people who have online businesses, service-based business owners, number one mistake I see is people saying, find me at my website at lisasmoerichards.com. So what? Someone's going to land there for 10 seconds. The phone's going to ring. Something is going to happen on Instagram. The dog's going to bark. The kid's going to cry. They're going to do something else. So the best thing that you can always do is leave a call to action that collects an email address. So at the end of a podcast episode, I'll be like, oh, you can download my pitch template here, or you could take my quiz here. And I tell them the URL where there's something valuable that they're going to get in exchange for their email address. Once I have their email address, now I can say, join my Facebook group. Hey, check out my programs, follow me on Instagram. But if that's the, if you're just saying, Hey, go to my website, that's a lost opportunity because they might, and then life goes on and something else takes their attention away. We have to remember, uh, this is so fun, not fun, but I remember my first few weeks in PR school, one of the teachers, and I was like, this is rude. We just spent a lot of money to be here. Um, But one of our teachers told us, nobody cares as much about your brand or business as you do. And we have to remember that we're just a four minute segment on TV of three hours of TV they might be watching today. So we have to make it as brainless, as easy as possible for people to get on our radars so that we can keep showing up because once just isn't going to be enough. Yeah, I completely get that. And in terms of getting people to to take it, you know, an easy next step, which is going to be beneficial to you, like, like you said, like an email capture. Um, I know this is probably a bit of a difficult question because it would depend on, on industry and audience, but when we were talking earlier about the different kinds of platforms that you can be on from, you know, televisions or Facebook lives and stages to podcasts to things like a website or magazine um, feature, is the one medium in particular that you see as being more high converting for getting people to take an action because of how it's delivered in that moment in, in the audience and what they're doing? Yeah. So number one, it's all, I don't love to give blanket answers. I do have an answer. I actually do have a general blanket answer for this one, but I don't love to give blanket answers because everyone's different. I have only child syndrome. So someone could say to me, Hey, Lisa, can you speak on stage in front of 3000 people? And I would be like, yeah, 100%. Everyone put your phones down. I'm here. Let's pay attention to me now. That's going to terrify and paralyze someone. So I could say speaking's the best boy, but if they're not a good communicator, it ain't going to convert. Um, so I do have, and you know, if at the end there's an opportunity to share, there is a way that I help you figure out based on your personality in your business, which platform is going to make sense for you. Um, But the thing that I do see consistently converting the best for both myself and for my clients is being featured on podcasts. And that is a visibility strategy that I, as a publicist, I'm hammered in on this year. I'm landing 10 podcasts every single month is Lisa's goal for 2022. At the end of the year, like I'm going to, can I do a little bit of math here? Yeah. (laughs) Small bit of math. Mom would be proud because math is not my strong suit. But let's say, let's say that I you know, hit that goal of 10 podcasts a month over the course of 2022. That means I get featured on 120 podcasts. Um, Let's say at the end of the episode, I get to share my lead magnet and only 10 people from each show come to my email list, only 10. Um, That's 1200 people on my list. 
I'm spending $6 a lead on Facebook right now. So that would cost around $7,000. So I'm happy to keep that money in my pocket and not attract cold leads and actually bring in warm people who liked what I had to say and came into my world. So let's say from 1,200 people who have now joined my email list, as email marketers, we know, or maybe some of us don't know this yet, but an email marketing conversion rate is going to be about 2%. So if I have 1,200 people add my list and 2% of them become clients, that is, I believe that's 24. Math is not my strong suit, am I right here, Amy? <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> okay, so if I get 24 new clients and my six-month mentorship program is $5,000, that's over $100,000 in the bank from one strategy. And beyond that, because obviously sales are the lifeblood and the life cycle of our business, let's pay, let's, let's go deeper. That's 120 people I've built relationships with. Maybe not all of them are going to be my best friend, but what if 30 of them turn into people who are affiliates for me, joint venture partners, we can do summits together in the future. They know what I do and they might refer me. The relationship capital in itself is so powerful. So um, for both myself and my clients, we find podcasting to be the number one strategy because people hear your message. The people who like what you have to say come into your world. And then a handful of them will put their hand up and say, I like what you're saying and I want to go deeper. Yeah, so powerful. When you mentioned about um, Facebook ads, you you know you were you were saying about the cost of a lead on Facebook. Um, when you are going onto podcasts and pitching to get onto podcasts, what is your opinion of being asked to pay to ever get on a podcast? Is have you ever experienced that, and what would be your view of that? I absolutely haven't come across that yet, but in 100% in every industry, there's there are pay-to-play opportunities. Um, in magazine editorials, you can pay for an advertorial that looks kind of the same, so there's always pay-to-play opportunities. In my business, what I specialize in is pure editorial features. So I don't specialize in paid-for content. I paid. I specialize in earned, sorry, earned media. That's where you get the feature simply because you're an expert. So if somebody did ask me to pay to be on their podcast, it just wouldn't be the right fit for me. Not that they don't have a right to charge for their show 100%. That's totally your, your strategy. It's just not in alignment with the way that I do my work. Um, one of the things I like to think about doing is being reciprocal. You know, if somebody has invited me to be on their show and they've given me access to their audience, I always love to ask, what are you working on? Maybe I can host you for a live in my Facebook group and you can come in and speak to my audience there and then the right people can come to you. So um, yeah, I, I personally don't pay for those kind of opportunities. Um, I don't find they're super effective. And yeah, that that's kind of like where I with those yeah no I completely agree with you it's it's not something that I've personally ever come across apart from spam messages in Instagram that'll ask you to pay to be featured we all know those like that. yeah exactly but I do remember once being in a Facebook group and someone you know posing the question that they've been asked to pay to be on and it, it caused a bit of a um you know like a long thread of people responding but most people responding with outrage you know just like how would somebody charge you but you you make a good point it's people's platforms and it's their choice as to what they do with them and um I've certainly never paid to to speak or go on a podcast but it, it may work for some people and people are charging for their platform aren't they so you know each their own I guess whatever works what what do you think about um when it comes to 
uh, like blog, like written content. So um, I really want to dig in b- before we finish speaking to each other, what you said about working out what's right for you. But when it comes to written content, so getting features, people often, you know, they want to be in a Forbes or they want to be, you know, an entrepreneur magazine and things like that. Um, what's your view in terms of like the kind of pitch and approach you make for that from the point of view of I imagine it must be harder to get people to take a next action from something like that because you know on podcasts it's more of a captive audience isn't it whereas that's more of a fleeting you know article how likely is someone gonna like you know download something from one of these sites so how do you approach a next step from those kinds of pieces of content Yeah, so this is where I really encourage people to be clear on those ABCs of visibility that we talked about earlier, awareness, buzz, or credibility. Honestly, like Forbes.com is pumping out hundreds of stories every single day. They have so many contributors. It's actually a pretty, I don't want want to call it a basic platform because like it just hasn't, it doesn't have the cachet that it did 10 years ago, essentially. Um, But I think what, you know, if you're looking for awareness and client purchases, that's not going to be the ticket. If you're looking to be able to say, hey, I've been featured on Forbes. So you can put that on your website and on your bio and have a certain level of presence when you, you know, show up as a coach, then if that's your intention, sure, go for Forbes and entrepreneur. But like those sites aren't really the financial drivers. I think some people are really disappointed when they get a feature on a huge site and they think, well, now everything's should be taking off. And that's not the case. What you're doing is building that credibility. You're able to put that logo on your site now. No one can ever take it away from you that you've been featured on XYZ platform. But typically, typically it's not driving sales. Like, I mean, I'm not going to Forbes.com every day to read stories and be like, oh, this person's going to be my business coach. Like, no, definitely not. No, it's quite flooded, isn't it? And there's the, and there's no um there's no real kind of quality standard to it is there so I don't think people that hold it in that high regard from an action next steps perspective yeah yeah I think what I'd like to share there is the sexiest media isn't necessarily the thing that's going to put dollars in your bank account and a really specific example I can share that's very hyper local here to Toronto is when I first started my agency around 2015 I was working with identical twin chiropractors what are the chances they'd open you know both go into the same career and open up a, a, a center together so those hosts or those hosts those chiropractors they got featured on Canada's largest daytime television show um airs from one to two across the country live and they did three different segments on it so anyone from you know all the way on the west coast of vancouver all the way to the east coast and pei could see these doctors on tv and it was amazing credibility for them and it totally did bring in some traffic but if somebody in vancouver british columbia which is a five-hour plane ride from here sees it that's all well and good but they can't actually pay the doctors so when those doctors actually did the local tv segments like literally it was kind of filmed a five-minute drive from their uh studio it was all vol volunteer run there were no professional lighting and overhead and all that stuff that's what actually had the phones ringing off the hook in their business because everyone who saw that segment was somebody who lived within you know a 10 minute drive of that clinic and when they needed support it was like oh okay that's the place to go so there's a huge difference between doing visibility to build your presence and get that awareness that status that authority versus doing it to get dollars in your bank account yeah it makes sense completely it's almost like um 
know removing the the ego I guess isn't it and doing the you know the right thing for the business decision you um you mentioned that you have a, an approach that can really help people work out what is the um the right platform for them would you mind explaining a bit about that please I would absolutely love to share it so <laughs> my experience is I come and I talk about all these different ways you can be seen websites magazines podcasts television shows social media and it can be like okay that's great but it feels overwhelming where should I begin so I've actually created a quiz called how should I get visibility as an online coach when you take this quiz I'm going to learn two things about you who you are as a person are you like me with the only child syndrome happy to get on stage or does that terrify you and you would rather sit comfortably behind your computer and write a blog post we'll figure out what your personality is the second thing I'm going to figure out is what are your business goals we talked about how important it is to be intentional between awareness buzz and credibility so I'm going to figure out what your goals are in your business once I know who you are as a person, what you want to create in your business, I'm going to give you one of five ways that makes sense for you to get visibility. So I'll actually tell you, this is the right platform for you to get started with. And I send you a video that shares with you how to actually get started on that. So I'm not just saying, hey, you should be on podcasts. Good luck. Um, I will actually send you a training video to get the ball rolling. So you can take that quiz over at www.lisasimonerichards.com slash quiz. That's awesome. Thank you. That sounds really, really useful. So um, I will make sure that we, we link to that in all of the, the blog posts and show notes and social content as well. So thank you. Um, in in parting, um, is, there, is there anything that I didn't ask you that you think would be super useful for the audience? That's a really good question. I'm trying to think, <laughs> are there any distinctions that I want to make? I always have to remember I've been knee deep in this for 20 years. So for someone who's new coming into this, what would be helpful for them to know? I think we've made a really good distinction. I'd rather hammer it home than go and add another layer to everything that we've talked about. Know that the sexiest, biggest name media isn't necessarily the thing that's going to satisfy what your specific goal is. Really reflect, get clear on whether you're looking for awareness, buzz, and credibility, and then approach the visibility platform that suits that goal. That's where you're going to have alignment and you're going to be a lot more pleased with your visibility results because it's super disappointing to be like, oh yeah, I got on a podcast, but nothing happened. So I'm not going to bother doing that again. It doesn't mean it didn't work. It just means that maybe that wasn't the right strategy based on your goal. So really get clear on what that strategy is. My hope is the quiz will help you identify that. And then you get free content on how to be able to put into practice. Yeah, no, thank you. That That's, you know, really, really useful tips and advice. And I think this conversation's just been, you know, quite a good eye opener in terms of, you know, the, the possibilities of getting yourself in front of other people's platform and remembering that, as you said, right when we first started to speak, that when you are putting content out on your own platforms, you're communicating to your own audience, but let's kind of tap into, in a strategic way, into other ways that we can get in front of the right people. So it's been a, a great conversation. Um, I will obviously... Um, as I mentioned, kind of put the link and everything to the, the awesome quiz that you mentioned. Um, in terms of continuing to connect with you, is there any other action you would like uh, people to take to stay in touch? You know, one of my tips that I always share, one of my pro tips that I'll, you know, divulge my secrets on the show is always give one call to action. Don't distract people with other things. But lately I've been breaking my own rule. And if there's one more thing that I can share where if you're listening to this and you're getting value from it, something that I do offer every other month or so is a free workshop on visibility. It's called the Get the Word Out Workshop. So I actually take you through how to get clear on your message, how to actually create a signature success system similar to what Nora had with her four R's. You can actually walk away from the three 
training with your own version of that. And one of the things we talk about besides your messaging and um, how to get seen and the, the tactical aspects of it is how to have the confidence to do it. I swear to God, I could hand the email address to Oprah's producer and a really good pitch to someone and they may not hit send because that imposter syndrome comes up. Who am I to do this? Other people are doing it too. I'm not ready for this. So we actually really dig into the confidence of putting yourself out there so that every time you're asking for a visibility opportunity, you can actually really like, you know, take your shoulders back and hire and be like, oh yeah, this is exactly who I am. I'm fully worthy of this opportunity. So I'm always happy to host that every few weeks at, uh, and you can register at finallygettheworldout.com. Brilliant. Okay. Love it. Sounds fantastic. Well, Lisa, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's been a really awesome conversation. I'm sure I can speak on behalf of all the listeners to say it's been, you know, really, really insightful. So thank you very much. I was so happy to be here, Amy. I'm so honored and delighted to be able to share some hopefully valuable information with everyone tuning into the show. Okay, so I hope you enjoyed that discussion and thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoy the Content 10X podcast, then why not hit that subscribe button on your podcast listening app of choice so that you can get updated when new episodes are released. And I'd really, really appreciate it if you could leave a review as well. That really makes a difference for the podcast. Also, please do get a copy of my book, Content 10X, More Content, Less Time, Maximum Results. It is the ultimate guide to repurposing every type of content and it's available on Amazon in Kindle and paperback and also in audiobook as well and you can head to content10x.com forward slash book to find all the other places that you can get a copy of my book and if you would like us to do your content repurposing for you then we offer a fully end-to-end done-for-you content repurposing service this is for podcasters and video content creators we have our podcast 10x video 10x and also our specific LinkedIn 10x service helping you to become the leading authority in your industry on LinkedIn. You can find out so much more about our services on our website and also please do give me a follow on the social media platforms. I share lots and lots of tips and advice on social media about content repurposing. I'm at content10x on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And if you try content10x.com forward slash LinkedIn, you'll find my LinkedIn profile over there as well. All that's left to say is thank you so much for listening to this week's episode and I'll catch you in the next one.